Welcome to Catalytic Leadership, the podcast designed to help leaders intentionally grow and thrive. Here is your host, author and leadership and executive coach, Dr. William Attaway. Hey, it's William, and welcome to today's episode of the Catalytic Leadership Podcast. Each week, we tackle a topic related to the field of leadership. My goal is to ensure that you have actionable steps you can take from each episode to grow in your own leadership. Growth doesn't just happen. My goal is to help you become intentional about it. Each week, we spotlight leaders from a variety of fields, organizations, and locations. And my goal is for you to see that leaders can be catalytic no matter where they are or what they lead. I draw inspiration from the stories and journeys of these leaders, and I hear from many of you that you do too. Let's jump in to today's interview. I am thrilled today to have Ross McDaniel on the podcast. Ross is a growth strategist with a decade of experience helping brands to succeed. With a passion for community development, Ross established Fence Post and the Local Growth Formula, resources dedicated to bridging the gap between top-notch home service businesses and their potential customers. With just four simple ingredients, any local business can see predictable and profitable growth. Ross's aim is straightforward, developing communities by helping local businesses thrive. Ross, I'm so thrilled you're here. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. As I said, it's an honor. I would love for you to share some of your story with our listeners, Ross, particularly around your journey and your development as a leader. How did you get started? Yeah, I'm, I think the development part of that is still uh, very operative. Um, as leaders, we're, you know, we're always still developing. And uh, myself, I'm, I'm no, yeah, no exception to that rule. Um, I, I think uh, my leadership journey as it pertains to my entrepreneurial endeavors uh, really began about 11 years ago when I found a great lady, um, said, I'm going to marry her, and then realized I got to figure out how to provide for her. And, <laughs> yes. you know, next thing you know, have these visions of grandeur, and everybody's going to graduate college, go off to a huge city, and do big things for whatever Fortune 100 firm that you're going to do, do big things for. Um, and, and, you know, life just has, has different plans. And I ended up getting a really cool internship, uh, worked for free for six months at a, at a small agency, which at the time was specialized in digital, um, digital marketing. That's no longer a specialty now of, of anybody's, right? But mm. at the time, that was pretty niche. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he became like a, a mentor, an older brother, and myself and another guy had, had the chance to learn small business ropes. And then over the next... Five, six years, you know, after getting my, my first full-time salary of, of $23,000 a year, you know, we, um, you know, we just started moving up the, the, the rungs. And that time, my time there at that agency um, really taught me the ropes of, you know, what, what does it mean to own something? Uh, what does it mean to um, own something that impacts others? What does it mean to command a team? Um, how do you command a team in a way that um, is actually going to maximize their giftings uh, while at the same time producing the results that you need to in a very customer-facing um, sort of business. Uh, shortly after that, um, you know, about six, seven years in, um, decided to to part ways and ended up setting out on my own. Um, you know, here we have fence posts that has really derived a lot of the the learnings from that time, agency side, 
really getting exposure to a lot of cool clients um, mm-hmm. and, and taking some of those principles and distilling them down and getting to run my own team and getting to uh, really invest um, not only in like the the monetary uh, business KPI metrics side of entrepreneurship, but also doing what just what your your intro of me said, really getting to invest in the leadership traits that are associated with community development, and that's that's what's important to us. I love that. I think that's that is so so much of a bigger vision than many entrepreneurs have. Because it's not just about you. It's not just even about your company and your team. It's about the community that's around you and how to invest yeah. into that. That's such a that's such a bigger picture. And I just I want to comment on that. It's just a big deal. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of times, uh, again, myself, no exception, we can get caught up in the dollar and trying yeah. to to really pursue. Uh, okay, success is defined by the the black or red line at the end of the year. Yeah. And I think after a while, uh, my eyes were kind of open to, okay, needs are always going to be provided for, but these are actual, uh, I, I use the word giftings, uh, mm-hmm. giftings that we were yeah. we were provided and they're having real impact. And the only reason they're not having even more impact is, is our hard orientation towards those things. And so starting to look at, you know, what is a Google ad doing for the community or what is the... <laughs> You know, what's a what's a review doing for the lifeblood of this business that is impacting the community? Yeah, re- reshaping some of that. I kind of went off on a tangent. Sorry, thank you. No, no, that's great. I mean, I'm 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 taking it. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, you use the word gifting there, and and I love that when you were talking about the team that you lead maximizing their giftings, mm. and and I think that is that is such a, a fresh take on leadership. I, I often talk about how team members don't want to be seen as just a cog in your machine. They want to be seen as real 3D human beings. And, no, and 3D human being, that's a good word. Maximizing their giftings means you first have to listen and recognize what they are. Mm. And, and then yeah. say, hey, how can I help you to hit your capacity while you're helping us hit our capacity? That's right. That's right. I, I think um, going back to that experience at, at that small agency and seeing that modeled for us, and maybe not even modeled, perfectly or, or, you know, to the the five out of five stars, but certainly seeing the intent and the desire to maximize those things and providing immense runway for myself, my counterpart and other team members to just like go and flourish and go explore, go, go try to figure out how to, to be the best you can, because it's going to impact us uh, positively as well and impact our client. Absolutely. You know, I mentioned in the intro that you have a four simple ingredient recipe, if you will, the four-step local growth formula. Would you be willing to share that with us? Sure. Yeah. So the it's not rocket science. The, the formula, these are the words like science and formula and math and whatever else. Uh, yeah. And those are probably uh, a bit presumptuous, but the for our formula is, is really first principles. Um, visibility, your business has to be Highly visible and not just visible in the sense that there's a there's a shingle hung and a billboard on on Highway 20, uh, but more you have to be visible where your customers are actually looking to find you. Mm-hmm. For us, a lot of times with with blue collar home service businesses, that means a Google search. Second ingredient is going to be competency. Your business has to be as good or better than the competition. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no reason somebody should come and work for you. And I, I do believe that competency can include 
being well networked, uh, being having having quality relationships. Um, the second thing, or the third thing, forgive me, is going to be social proof. Uh, mm-hmm. Social proof is when you are fulfilling this service uh, or, or, or delivering this product for, for your customer. Do they tell people how great, how awesome, how much they enjoyed uh, their their experience with you? And when they can do that in a highly public, highly visible manner, that's called social proof. A lot of times, what that looks like is a Google review. We want those five star Google reviews all day long, and we help. Clients figure out how to get more of those. Uh, The last thing would be referral. And this is more of an intangible, but if we can help our customers sell for us in a way that they are joyfully doing so, it's not a coercion, it's not a a manipulation. It's truly, we are providing so much value for a customer that that they're turning around and saying, hey friend, you've got to also enjoy this value. That's when we've unlocked this really multiplying ingredient in a way that that is going to help us unlock predictable and profitable local growth. And that's our goal is we want predictable and profitable local growth. So that's the four key ingredients, visibility, competency, social proof, and referral. If we can get those in play, we're going to have something. You know, that doesn't feel like a like a huge mountain that has to be climbed, like any of those four. And yeah. yet, and yet how many of the people who come to you are missing one, two, three, or even four of them? Yeah, I think that's uh, for a lot of us in life, right? I mean, all the all the pieces are there. Sometimes it just takes somebody else helping us piece them together. Uh, the puzzle pieces all come in the box, right? There's well, unless you have a bunch of little kids, there there's nothing nothing missing. Um, but we just have to have somebody to help guide us up the mountain, guide us along the path, uh, and, and and figure it out. Uh, a friend of mine owns an agency called Jolly Sherpa, and uh, that's that's his his whole shtick is is being the Sherpa guiding you up your growth mountain. And I think Fence Post in the same way helps you put that formula together, whether you're a roofing company or an HVAC company or, you know, any other local footprint business. Um, you just need somebody to help you piece those things. That is so true. And I've watched that time and time again with small business mm-hmm. owners that there's this idea, this perception that, well, you know, it's your business. So you've got to do it all. You've got to be good at everything. You've mm-hmm. got to know it all. And, and, be able to guide yourself and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and not ask for help, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that is one of the most dangerous myths in the entrepreneurial world. True. Because the fact yeah. is we need people who know and are experts at what you're describing. And that's why people come to you. I would agree. I think it can also be pretty lonely, um, yeah. you know, as solopreneurs, uh, as entrepreneurs with aloof teams, uh, entrepreneurs with tons of, of layers uh, in between in terms of staff, like you can get pretty lonely. And sometimes that third party resource is is helpful to, yeah, not only provide a, uh, um, an unbiased perspective, but also be with you in the trenches in a way that, you know, wouldn't maybe wouldn't be appropriate or the giftings aren't there within your team itself to, to help facilitate that. So uh, probably in much the same way you are for, for your clients. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can act act that way as well um, on the growth side. And I love that because you help them see what they can't see, just like I do. You know, Ooh, that's a great way to say it. There's yeah, a better it, way to say it. It's hard to it's hard to see the whole picture when you're in the frame. Like, you know, you yeah. can't see the whole thing. You need somebody on the outside who can help you see stuff. And I love that you bring the expertise to that for businesses that really need it, but so often can't see that. Getting caught in the rat race too. I mean. 
yeah. sometimes folks don't feel like they have time to see it. Mm. Uh, I, I know I've fallen yeah. in that trap too. Yeah. You just don't have time to see what you, what you can't see. You know, you've got a, a good bit of track working with so many different companies and businesses and leaders. What would you say is the, the number one killer of local businesses? Hmm. Practically speaking, there's actually a statistic on this. Hmm. Uh, for local businesses, particularly local home service businesses, 41% of phone calls in 2021, you know, a couple of years ago now, but 41% of phone calls to local home service businesses went unanswered in 2021. Oh. I would say that right there. That's maybe not as the like in-depth emotional answer, but truly, if we're talking about stress relief in the form of increased bottom line or gaps to fill in our businesses, I mean, let's just go answer the phone. Let's let's shrink that forty-one percent. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty low-hanging fruit. I think answering the phone. Fruit. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that that people don't answer the phone? And and when they do answer the phone and somebody says, hey, I'm interested in your service, they don't ever circle back and close that lead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. It probably goes back to what you were saying before about when you're in the frame, it's hard to yeah. see the frame. Yeah. And I think for many folks, they probably think, oh, I missed this call here. Or I missed this call there. Or, oh, I really should hire that admin person. Uh, but just haven't quite gotten around to it or just don't quite see how damaging it is to your business. Yeah. I think, I think it's probably a lot of that. A lot of wow. that. Sometimes it's the simplest, simplest steps that can make the biggest difference. I think so. I think so. And, and I think that's where if we're talking about the local growth formula. That's really what it's all about is we're not trying to come in and apply some magic or be the silver bullet. We're really just trying to help you see here's the low hanging fruit. Here are all the levers Mm -hmm. that you can pull to increase your bottom line by X, Y, and Z percentage. Just pull these first, pull these second, don't pull these ever. You know, that's what we want to help you do within that formula. So good. Are there like are there one or two things that people can do like with this local growth formula that they can start to implement this in their business right now? I get that question all the time. I think the the very first thing you need to do is what we just talked about. Make sure you have a system of answering any and every phone call that comes into your business. To work with FinzPost, you have to have an admin person. We we can just make that a, a requirement. You have to have somebody that's manning the phones during your your operating business hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the first thing. The second thing, let's go ask for reviews. I mean, if we're if we're having incredible customer experiences, and if you've been in the in the marketplace, if you've been in business for longer than a couple of years, you have fantastic customer experiences. If you, if, if you didn't, you just wouldn't be in business. Nobody has that long of a runway, right? And so we want you to go find those people, and it's as simple as drafting an email in your your Gmail, saving it. And every time you have a customer interaction, just send that email. It says, hey, thanks so much for letting us serve you. We really enjoyed it. We hope you did too. If you did, reviews are the lifeblood of our business. Please leave us one. Here's a link, right? Let's go ahead and put that in front of them and make it easy. Now, we've got like all sorts of software and techniques and strategies and playbooks to go in and automate that and make it at scale. But in the short term, for free, tomorrow, just go do that. <laughs> You'll see it grow. 
So good. Ross, I, I know that you are a different leader today than you were five years ago. Mm. And I know that a year from now, five years from now, your business is going to require you to lead at a different level than it does today. How do you stay on top of your game? How do you level up your leadership skill so that you will be the leader that Fence Post needs you to be a year from now, five years from now? Sometimes not very well, to be frank. I mean, yeah, that that one's that one's tough because again, the frame, I, I love that analogy, the, the frame within a frame um, mm-hmm. or, or being inside the frame. I think it, that is probably step one is find a person um, or a tool and resource or a mechanism, some sort of rhythm in your life that allows you to step outside of the frame. For me, that's been life-changing is going in and mapping out our, um, just like our annual trajectory, our annual goals, and not only mapping out what we want, but going back in the past and saying, Hey, this is, this is how, how we did. Did we meet the mark? Did we miss it? And having a group of like-minded individuals that also go through that. So there's some, you know, reputational accountability there. Uh, I, I think that's been integral for me. One of my, my big rocks, um, my big goals here for this next year is to actually get a business coach uh, as well. So I think for, for many people, that's, that's been extremely effective and, and I'm hopeful it will be for our business as well. But um, just finding some way that you don't have to live in the frame all the time and you can remove yourself from it. Yeah. I think that's healthy. You know, I've, I've had coaches for years because I have blind spots just like everybody else. And I need somebody to help me see what I can't see as an entrepreneur, as a leader. And so I have coaches in different parts of my life who are going to help mm-hmm. me see in that vein, in that aspect. Oh, hey, in this area, do you know this is going on? Do you know what what you're saying? You know what you're coming across at? I need that. So I think that's so healthy that you're thinking that direction. And I think the people who are listening probably struggle around this too. Like, is it time? Do I need that? Should I? Can I? Yeah. It really makes a difference. And that's where, to be frank, like, I don't know, is a is another person required or is the, the you know, annual review mechanism enough? I truly haven't landed on that, obviously, because I'm just looking at a coach for the first time this next season of our business. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm all for exploring different levers for sure. And asking the right questions helps you get to the right answer. True. That's, That's a true. big deal. So, you know, you've talked about what you have what you have done so far with Fence Post and, and where you want to go. You know, it's easy for somebody to look at you and say, Oh, Ross, man, his 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 journey's just been up and to the right. Like there really hasn't been any yeah. struggles or challenges. He really hadn't struggled like I am as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like if somebody were thinking that right now, what would you say to them? Uh, we churned eight clients between uh, June and August of this year. That is an anomaly, right? Like it's never happened before. But we've I've been doing this for more than a decade and been in business for um, you know four years now. And yeah, like those seasons. It's not just a drop in the bucket. We're a boutique firm. We only want twenty-five clients, right? Like that's our um, that's what we've set out as as our as our bandwidth. Man, that <laughs> crushes you. Yeah. And when that happens, I mean, I, I was faced with this over the last few months. Of okay, do we do we turn tail and say all is for naught? Mm. Um, 
or do we try to really poke and dig in and, and try to find the, the gaps and the weaknesses? And it's, you know, in the same, you know, very um, healing, cathartic um, process of, of review at the end of the year and review or planning for the next year. You know, we found some gaps in our systems. We found some gaps in our processes and we're able to do that. The economy and uh, labor uh, currently doesn't help with with those things with our type of client base. But at the same time, there's always something you can find. So for anybody wondering, like, what does the up and to the right growth look like in a real life company? I mean, I wouldn't know. Right. I mean, that's that, that's just not reality. And that's not the way it goes. You might catch you know lightning in a bottle one time. Uh, ride that out as long as you can. But be prepared when it doesn't and be OK with that. It's not hmm. your identity. Yeah. Love that. So helpful. So transparent. Mm. And I appreciate the honesty there. Sure. If we're not about uh, authenticity and honesty, we don't have any business being in business. <laughs> well said. I want to take you back to when you started in this field. If you could take what you know now and go back and tell yourself one thing, what would you love to go back and tell yourself? I think the biggest thing uh, that has been characteristic in, in my entire entrepreneurial journey is the desire to control and um, know definitively the outcome. Mm. Um, That's good. That is, again, in the same vein of what we just talked about, simply not a reality, uh, yeah. particularly in the small business space, right? And, um, yeah, I, I would tell myself, hey, do as much research as you possibly can between time A and time B. After time B, you got to make a call and make that call and stick with that call and be joyful that you made that call regardless of the outcome. Oh, man, that's good. That's gold. Ross, that's so good. I think so many people are waiting for the moment of certainty before they make a decision. So many leaders sure. I watch just waiting till they're 100% sure. You wait till that's you're right. 100% sure. When are you going to act? Well, you're not. That's yeah. And if anybody's, you know, waited to to get married or waited to have a kid or waited to go out on their own or whatever else, I mean, when they inevitably do, they're like, man, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah. That's right. What, what do you want your legacy to be as a leader? Fantastic question. I've actually given this a lot of thought here recently. And uh, I, I think as a leader, I want to be known as somebody that, um, Walked the walk and lived the way he the way he talked. I want to be known as somebody that is uh, authentic and sought after relationships over um, over profit. And my hope is that you know being a good steward of my business, being a highly profitable business, will actually foster authenticity and foster greater connectivity. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful that people will be able to see, hey, that's a guy that was extremely successful that lived out uh, his calling. Um, and, and, and yeah, I, I think the legacy part of that is truly just a way of, of doing things that people are already doing. I want that to be seen. Yeah. So good. Love it. You know, often on this show, I'll talk to, to leaders who are continual learners like you are, and they understand that they don't know it all and they want to grow. They want to get better. And that's part of part of their DNA. And often there's a book that has made a big difference in their journey. If I were to ask you, is there a book that you would recommend that every leader listening to add to their to read list? What would you say? I've given a few different answers to this. The one that I, uh, so I'm going to plug two. 
Yeah. Uh, the one that I often say on podcasts is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Uh, he just lays out, yes, fantastic, lays out the framework, which I believe digital marketing, print, newspaper, whatever, uh, it's the cornerstone of uh, of how we tell stories today uh, mm. and everybody should read it. Yeah. Uh, but I think one one book that's really um, done wonders for, for me and my entrepreneurial journey is A Company of One by Paul Jarvis. A Company of One. Yes, is talking about what does it look like to have a thriving, successful uh, company of one. But it he, he even talks about Paul talks about um, how you can be a company of one within a a big corporation uh, within a company that has multiple employees. Uh, just a way of looking at profit and a way of looking at operating uh, that is yeah it it shifts the focus a bit uh, and that's been super impactful for me. Fantastic! I have not heard of this book and now I have to check it out. Check Thank it you out. For that. I love Agreed. that. Yeah. You know, Ross, often people will leave an episode like this with one big idea. If you were to define what you want that one big idea to be, what would you want it to be? Growth is not linear, but it's also not complicated. I think that would be the the theme of this episode. And if growth isn't linear, uh, that means it's going to be up and down. Uh, but if it's not complicated, that means we should be over a period of time that's extended and not just today or tomorrow. It should be up and to the right. That's brilliant. Uh, I would like to have that on a card that I hand out to every business leader I talk to. Well, that's, gospel track. That's, that's the, so the, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, I know people listening to this are going to want to stay connected with you and continue to learn from you. What is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, come follow us on uh, on Instagram at FencePostCo uh, or follow us on uh, on Twitter. It's actually my personal handle, handle at the Ross McDaniel. But awesome. either of those would be great. We look forward to, to having you trying to push out some good content. Awesome. And if they want to talk about FencePost and how FencePost can help them, where do they go for that? Yeah, come over to fencepost.co. That's F-E-N-C-E-P-O-S-T.co and grab a free video assessment. We offer these little five-minute video assessments. It gives us a, a great look into your business and we'll identify some low-hanging fruit stuff that if you never talk to us again, you'll at least have some actionable items to, to take away. Love that. Ross, this has been such a fascinating conversation with so much insight. Thank you for sharing so honestly and so openly today. Thanks for having me on. Truly insightful. Uh, man, yeah, the, the thought-provoking questions are what, uh, what really gets it. So thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode today. As we wrap up, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you find value here, I'd love it if you would rate it and review it. That really does make a difference in helping other people to discover this podcast. Second, if you don't have a copy of my newest book, Catalytic Leadership, I'd love to put a copy in your hands. If you go to catalyticleadershipbook.com, you can get a copy for free. Just pay the shipping so I can get it to you and we'll get one right out. My goal is to put this into the hands of as many leaders as possible. This book captures principles that I've learned in 20 plus years of coaching leaders in the entrepreneurial space, in business, government, nonprofits, education, and the local church. 
You can also connect with me on LinkedIn to keep up with what I'm currently learning and thinking about. And if you're ready to take a next step with a coach to help you intentionally grow and thrive as a leader, I'd be honored to help you. Just go to catalyticleadership.net to book a call with me. Stay tuned for our next episode next week. Until then, as always, leaders, choose to be catalytic. Thanks for listening to Catalytic Leadership with Dr. William Attaway. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss the next episode. Want more? Go to catalyticleadership.net.